Welcome to Wellness and Wonder, a worldwide podcast made of voices that cross your heart and mind. Welcome back to Wellness and Wonder for another episode number 28. Today's topic is fashion. Fashion is an instant language. It's a way to express our freedom and representing who we are and which side of our character we want to show. Fashion is also about expression, creativity, imagination, and also in this case about a story. Over the years, I have learned that what's important in a dress in today's world is the person who wears it. Fashion is experiencing a new era uh, and also in which uh, we are, there are no more rules, which is amazing. Everything revolves around everyone's personal lifestyle and, and style also. And that's why today I want to introduce you to Sabine Arias. Uh, she's amazing and her unique style in addition, in addition to a romantic uh, fashionable vision is a breathtaking for many men watching and catching their women. Ciao Sabine, finally you're with us. Ciao Franci, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for this amazing invite. I'm super happy and excited to share a bit with all of you some of our story. Amazing. Sabine, uh, you are an example in the fashion world, in my opinion, because you built a brand on your own. So tell us a bit about your educational background first. Well, okay, so it's actually funny. I actually went to grad school and I studied finance in Brazil. Wow. And then I always had a very strong passion for fashion. I knew I loved it, but I never really thought about studying fashion. So I went to a completely different um, path. I studied finance. I worked first at a bank when I was very young. But while I was working at a bank, I partnered up with a friend in Brazil. That was almost 10 years ago now. We were really young. And we opened a fashion e-commerce at the time in Brazil. And for you to understand a bit more about it, so at the time, e-commerce wasn't a thing in Brazil because people didn't really trust the, um, the post office. People, it was very common that the pieces would get lost, that they would, wouldn't deliver um, on the correct date. So the whole culture of buying online, especially clothes, especially luxury pieces, was not an accepted concept. People were still a bit scared about it. So when we started, we were one of the first people and we were both very young. She was also my age. But we started an e-commerce that would, would do a fashion curation and put together many of the known brands of Brazil in one platform. And people started to love that idea. But at the time, we didn't design anything. So it was more of a hobby something that started with a hobby and started to grow. Amazing. And then I thought... I thought with love, if you agree, Sabine. With it was with lots of love and with lots of fashion. Absolutely. But it was, it was something not really structured to be a business. But then I started to grow and I started, I started to notice that the idea of people to really be more open-minded and buy online and see what's new and to listen to our curation and to listen to what we had to say and what we had to put together and our sense of style was actually uh, an opportunity for us to grow. And that was when I decided to do my master's. So I applied to New York and the idea was to do fashion business um, at Parsons University because that was the way I found to combine both of my passions, my love for fashion and my... Mm, 
let's put it this way, my will to make it happen and to be an entrepreneur and to put it um, out of paper, that idea and that dream that I have. Yes. But somehow in the midway, I also decided to apply for a master's at Columbia University that was more focused in the business area and entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I didn't expect to get accepted, but I did. Wow. I was like, oh my God, that is a great opportunity. Let me go to Colombia. So in no, the end, no success in general, we believe. Yes. <laughs> so in the end, I decided to combine. Um, and what I did was my master's in entrepreneur and business with a core business ground, because I think that's fundamental for anyone to start a business at Columbia universities and um, certificate degrees for fashion at Parsons. So at fashion at Parsons was when I, where I really learned how to design and put into paper the ideas and the dreams that I had that before were just ideas. And at, Par and at Columbia is where I learned to make the business happen, structure a business plan. Um, I had great access to many, many people. I had a course at um, Columbia, for example, that was how to start your own business. And I literally, throughout the project designed what I wanted to do, which was build my own brand. And each week I would speak to a specialist from an area. So I had like the, um, the chief marketing director of Amazon come and speak to me and help me create a business, a marketing plan for my business. So I had like- process was going on, you were keeping the vision within you while through your contact communicating, your vision, you were asking for help to structure this amazing business. Exactly, because I was very lucky to be in the right place at the right time. I was at Columbia where I had the best networking in the US. I had access to all these great um, experts that were helping me structure my plan. And by the end of the semester, I pitched my project to a group of investors and all my class did, not each one pitched their own idea. And I won the project. They said, that's a great idea, super innovative. The whole point was to get, um, to bring the Brazilian lifestyle since people are very fascinated and love the Brazilian trend to get it and bring it for international women. So design something that was full of color, vivid, at the same time, romantic, but um, contemporary and bring for the, so I would have these pieces produced in Brazil, which economically speaking makes sense because with the exchange rate that is currently one to seven euros, I can get pieces to be produced at a very high quality for a um, cheap price in comparison to what we have, we can produce here in the UK or in Italy. Oh, and like this, I would have a great product, high quality and a more um, affordable price. So I would pitch a Brazilian lifestyle brand that yeah. is affordable luxury. Let's put so it that cool. way. Maybe I have and, uh, a very nice question regarding this because uh, you can inspire many women, many people that want to build their own brand. But uh, at the, back then, uh, while you were going through all these uh, uh, processes of uh, uh, in your imagination and of to structure the business, what was the meaning of fashion back then for you? So how were you seeing fashion back then and then? nowadays so okay i think fashion is much more than just what you put on it's a way that women nowadays express our true emotions and our personality yeah. back in the days women were very like restricted um they weren't really allowed to express their feelings their opinions and right now i think we're in a world full of very strong women and the way we dress is how we express mostly our personality you know and i think something that i love most about my job that I've heard recently and is what inspires me and is what keeps me going is when a client comes to me and says, you cannot imagine how your 
putting on this Sabinari's dress or this specific dress that you designed with so much love changed my day or changed my self-esteem. I oh, went to a party and I felt like so happy with myself. I found a guy I liked because you brought me good luck. <laughs> I have clients come to me and say that the piece I designed brought them good luck. But it's not that. It's just because she found confidence within herself by wearing that piece. So I try to design pieces that really show the... Um, show how women can be romantic and have the, this dreamer essence, which I still have, but at the same time, be a strong character, have a strong personality and um, Absolutely. yeah. In fact, I have a question regarding this, uh, dear Sabine. Elegance is the balance between proportions, emotions and surprise. So what are the models you work on to give these uh, sensational feelings to women wearing your dresses? Which is your inspiration to create uh, all these combination of things, which is so important for a dressing out final one? For a woman. I try to get my inspirations mostly from experiences. So trips I make, um, places I visit, um, people I make, anything that makes me feel something special. So for example, my first brand was inspired in Capri. Actually, the collection, my first collection was called Capri. And it was inspired in this very special trip I did to Capri and to the Amalfi Coast. So I try to reflect in all of my pieces. Um, for example, the colors of the sunset of Capri, the different feelings wow. I felt when um, when eating the food there that it's my favorite food in the world. So really the emotions and the feelings I have in its specific experiences. Amazing. So your experience of life are reflected on your dresses. So this is so beautiful. For, for sure, definitely, 100%. Wow. Well, do you think the world of fashion nowadays is more creative than actually competitive? Um, yes, I think it's a world that clearly nowadays there's so much competition that if you don't find a niche or a way to stand out and to be different or more creative or to sell something like have a unique selling point then you're just another brand and so you really have to be creative but at the same time it's something some i struggle often because if you let your imagination grow when you become very creative sometimes it cannot be very commercial so there has to be a balance between what public um you're looking for which segment you want to target and what does that um, consumer expects from you do they want something extremely creative do they want something that is more commercial that is more usable on the day-to-day -day basis so you have to understand who is your customer and speak directly to them absolutely well your uh, your target of women which is uh, about uh, sexy women but not only women that want to express character i've been uh, asking to girls wearing your dresses and they were not buying these uh, sometimes colorful dresses but they were buying them to from you so taste can change so in this case, you inspire people to discover sides of themselves through these outfits that maybe they, which they didn't know, which is amazing. Thank you. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Um, and uh, so fashion, as we know, is not just about clothes, like you said, but is about all kinds of changes. What change impact do you want to make with your brand, Sabine? I think the world has to be more conscious overall because um, it's really, I think I work in a world that you have to pay attention not to get lost. Uh, I'm fascinated by the fashion market and I have always been, but as a little girl, I did not have the dream to work in fashion because I always thought that it could become very, not futile, but you could get lost in this world, right? It's a lot of people care a lot about image and a lot about what they, they show. And you have to pay attention that 
it's not only the outside, it's the image that you show and you convey to the world as a woman, as a strong character, as, a, oh, as an independent woman. Um, as I mentioned, I like to keep the idea that we're still romantic yes. women inside and dreamers, but that at the same time, we don't need women, men anymore, that we're independent to go ahead <laughs> and do whatever we want. And I think in the fashion world, mostly, something that has to change is the consciousness for the environment, because um, yes. the fashion world is extremely consumist, right? So we're all... How many women have you heard that buy a dress and you don't want to repeat the dress for a party? They want to buy something new. And that's a very big difference between my consumer in Brazil and my consumer here in Europe. Wow, for example, if the same client has 100 euros to spend in. Um, a Brazilian would prefer to buy 10 dresses for um, ten, um, $10, 10 reais each and have 10 different pieces to wear to always wear something different because they have a bit of the consumist mentality. Well, the European client would prefer to invest and buy one piece that is better, better quality, have a story behind it and will last longer. And I think that's the image I want to show to the rest of the world, more of the European mindset and get that and develop even on it, that there's a lot of work, there's a very strong process behind the making of one piece. And this piece should be worn many times. It shouldn't, it should be recyclable, no? It shouldn't be worn once and thrown away. Yes. Not only we have to be conscious about the environment, we have to be conscious about the world that is changing and all the effort that is put within the fashion process, the love, how many people are involved. Absolutely. So get a piece, style yeah. it out in different ways and wear it many times. Don't be so consumist. This world has to change. So true. In fact, in the world of fashion, there is a creation, not just aesthetics, like you said, and imagination, and often adaptation to the changing world, creating makes us leader, like you are, Sabine, thinking of the society problems, not only of the actual brand we are launching. So fashion should be a form of escapism, not consumism, like Sabine said, and not a form of imprisonment also. Exactly. So, I am all for a woman um, dressing up and buying a piece. I sell this dream, right? So yeah. the woman should be able to express themselves from what they wear, how they wear, um, how, do they, how they style it up their piece. But it shouldn't be about just consumism. It should be about dressing it up maybe with a meaning and a purpose. Once I said fashion is not about consumism and they said fashion is like eating, you should stick to the same menu. What would you say about this, Sabine? <laughs> Fashion is like, sorry, I didn't understand that. I didn't like hear that. Eating, we shouldn't stick to the same menu. How much we variety? Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, I think it's a bit the same in the sense that um, people, when they want to eat, they want to vary, I guess, the menu and try something else. Fashion is the same. You don't want to put on the same dress every day, right? Also, I believe that the clothes yeah. you put on carry a bit of energy. So if you always put on the same clothes, sometimes you're bored of that and you want something new. Yeah. So I understand you want a variety, but it shouldn't be so... Um, Consumed and saturated. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So dischargeable, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. Um, when they say fashion is an instant language, uh, do you think it is the, the fast fashion, the right way of this interpretation? Because fast fashion, like we just said, is very dangerous. So it's not yeah. about instant language. It's about 
is about two different things. Can you tell us a bit the mistakes of this fast fashion without much meaning behind it? Yeah, I think that's the point where we've come to a point and we're in a world that everything is so fast and we want every, I'm very anxious. Um, I want things at the time that I want and that's it. And we're in a world that is a bit like that, but we shouldn't, we should appreciate, it's more about the journey, I guess, than the end goal, right? Yeah. And um, I think that's happening a lot of fashion because as we said, in such a um, fast paced world and in such a consumerist world, people want to change and want something new all the time, but we favor a lot slow fashion. So um, we have a project that is our upcycling project in which we get um, vintage jeans. Wow. So if, if you have an old jeans that you don't wear it anymore, you can bring it for us. We'll cut it and transform into a kimono. It's wow. a very cool kimono because if you, I'll show you some pictures afterwards. Yes. But um, if you see it here, it's literally the part of your pants, like the jeans, the buttons, the zipper and everything. So we get our jeans. We cut it out, we use it as a kimono or a parka or a poncho, and we have projects with different um, with different painters and artists from all over Brazil. So I went and I researched in Brazil, for example, some painters in the favelas of Rio, and we did special sociable projects wow. in which they hand paint all these jeans pieces as if they were canvases, and they transform these jeans upcycled pants into a beautiful hand-painted kimono. It's super nice project. And it's wow. all about slow fashion. So it's something that is the opposite of fast fashion and is the opposite of, of this idea that the world is going for everything that is fast and something that is immediate and quick results. So we want something that is really done with a purpose. That's amazing. Wow. To use actually this way of showing fashion, including also people that cannot afford fashion. Exactly. And giving a meaning also to them. That's an amazing project, Sabine. Amazing, brava. So, oh, and the jackets look beautiful, by the way. So, it's a great idea. Please, uh, can you show us the picture now? Or I will, um, yeah, yeah, I can definitely show you some of the pictures. Of the beautiful here. kimonos that, of course, are in on sales. And we can put, yeah, on our website. I'll send you so it's www.sabineiris.com. You can follow us also on Instagram, yeah. And then, Frenchie will definitely show you maybe more of the pictures yeah. of the kimonos. But I have a couple here, so I would like to show it to you. So, for example, this project we did was with, Mer was with Marilyn Monroe. So wow. you see like the neon pictures, you're all hand painted. So cool, so cool. How to reuse fashion? Yes, making amazing pieces. Wow, something yeah. love them. Um, I will check them out. So uh, how would you say, can we, how can we respond to the post-pandemic needs of COVID-19 in the fashion world? Because there, there, is, there has been a big change, thanks also. There has been a big change, and I think it's mostly due to what I was saying. Now, in a world where everyone faced a situation that it was like a war, right? Everyone yeah. was in, in need and no one was spending money with superfluous. So, of course, buying fashion, uh, luxury products wasn't um, in, their, in our top priorities. So people saw how they could live without some of these pieces. So now I think after pandemic, they will only keep in their life, um, let's put it this way, fashionable pieces that perhaps have a meaning or brands that have a story behind it. So I receive a lot of that whenever I pitch my brand to new clients or wholesale clients um, all over the world. The first thing they ask me is what is the purpose behind your brand? Or are you eco-friendly? What yeah. do you do to contribute to this new world post-pandemic in which everyone is more um, conscious, let's put it this way. Yes. 
and um, how have consumption habits changed? Do you agree when uh, newspapers indulge news about fashion uh, being more about consumption and less choices made with consciousness? So how can we make a more conscious choices regarding fashion? Because it, it is a kind of addiction. We fell in love with these beautiful pieces that we might not need, but we want to buy them. Yeah, I think is what I said. It's a thin line about consumption and then being shopping consciously. So ah. maybe when going out and looking for pieces, look for pieces that not only they are beautiful, but maybe they have, the brand has a meaning to it, has a story behind it, that you identify with the designer, that you identify with the story of the brand, with their values. And um, yeah, and that you feel like you can express yourself and feel beautiful and feel like a strong woman uh, once you put on those pieces. Absolutely. So maybe to buy less, more quality and more meaning behind it. Exactly. Try to really look into the story of the brand, try to identify with the designer, understand if there's a purpose, see if they're engaged and involved in like um, social projects in their in their hometown, try to see if they're conscious ecologically, and if they do a bit of the things that I cited, like um, the denim project pieces or the being shopping consciously and being ecological understanding Ecologic. about the environment and being eco eco-friendly um recycling the pieces like we do and uh, i think it's about that yeah yeah and regarding sustainability it's now at the heart of the business of many powerful and new fashion designers so, so would you be part of the same change so is it just that this uh, uh launching regarding this beautiful jacket that you're doing or do you want to focus on these tools of eco-sustainability and stuff no definitely something we want to we want to invest in more it's also something that i have to pay attention with because for example the, the eco-friendly fabrics are more expensive right and as i mentioned sometimes i go for it and i produce something like this and my consumer in brazil won't understand the, the added value there is to um having actually a piece that maybe the client will pay more for it but there's really a story behind it and we're being conscious and we're being eco-friendly so I think the client, the consumer itself, have to get more informed about this market, have to understand more that their willingness to pay could be a bit higher, but if they're going to pay for something also that has a purpose, have a meaning behind it, right? So it's definitely something I want to expand to, but that my client, I have to understand who my client is, and my clients have to be aligned with this message that I'm trying to convey so that they will go through this transition together with me in this post-COVID world. Absolutely. So tell us, uh, since you are expanding your brand all over the world, but mostly in Brazil, in Europe, in Italy. So tell me about the difficulties in exporting and growing a business from Brazil, because Brazil is the one of the... You have no idea. <laughs> I can imagine. All the it's very hard. Tell us a bit. Very, very hard. Yeah. I think that um, def definitely, as I mentioned, we have a differentiating point. That is that fact we can produce there. And so we have a more accessible price once we arrived here in the, in the European uh, market. However, um, logistics in Brazil and bureaucracy in Brazil is extremely complicated. They don't facilitate thing, things. I think it's one of the few countries in the world that actually um, makes the exporting process complicated. So um, we, need, um, we need to fill in a million forms. We need to uh, be accepted uh, under many specific circumstances to be able to export. We need to, it's a super complicated process. Um, it's not easy at all, but 
I'll say, I'll tell you something. We are currently sponsored by an organ of the Brazilian government called Abeste. And yeah. because we were chosen as the top 10 Brazilian brands that are um, that performed well during COVID. So they sponsor us. I actually have a showroom in Milan, which they paid for the fee and they paid for us to participate in international fairs. We're going to New York Fashion Week to the Coterie Fair in February. Then we're going to the fair um, Who's Next in March in Paris. So these are fairs that are extremely expensive and the Brazilian government is actually sponsoring us and paying us to participate because they think we're a good representation of a young woman that is doing a good job getting a Brazilian brand with strong Brazilian traits and bring you into the rest of the world. So if you think about it, it's been um, two years. We basically officially opened. After, so after I graduated from New York, I worked for a bit in New York and they wow. officially launched my brand, the Sabinianis brand in November, 2019. So it's literally two years now. And um, we're all, we're, we sell in more than 30 countries all over the world, in Italy, Dubai, um, New York, Miami, Paris, um, Ibiza, Saint-Tropez, and many others. And I think although exporting from Brazil, it's a very complicated process, I think I had the correct, the very good people along the way to help me. Some of the people I met in New York in my master's and my working opportunities. Some of the people I was very lucky to meet here in Italy as well. My showroom in Italy, Vice Versa, which is amazing and has opened many doors to me as well. And um, definitely Abeshi, which is this organ of Brazil that has been following us along the way, giving me a million courses, letting me participate in seminars and learn so everything amazing. about the exporting process from Brazil to Europe and other countries. And uh, so interesting. And what about the differences between the customer in Brazil and international? Uh, that's a bit what I mentioned already. So the Brazilian one is more consumerist. Yeah. They want to buy more quantity and less product no, and less price. So they prefer to buy 10 pieces for 10 euros. While the European um, client maybe would understand that it's better to buy one for 100 or two for 50, let's put it this way, and invest more in the quality. So I think my European um, clients are more interested in the quality and my Brazilian clients maybe in the quantity. And my Brazilian clients are a bit also more um, ose, like they want a flashy, they want to use things that are, they really like color. I think because it's summer most of the yeah. year, they really want to show off more, while the Europeans maybe are a bit more conservative. And um, But they also really like the Brazilian fashion. So I think it's a, it's a bit mixed, but I would divide it in this way mostly in terms of being more consu consumers versus being more conscious. Well, that's nice. Maybe because, yes, uh, we have this culture of fashion within the blood. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. The true, it's true. And, and in general, I was thinking about it. Europeans, um, and they have experienced wars, right? So Europeans in general are not someone that wastes so much. They, yeah. they, they, they care more buy something good and keep it and maintain it and take care of it. While the Brazilians, in some sense, that's a generalization, of course, but um, they are a bit more the American mentality. And I guess they like things that are new. They like to buy more. They are more consumers in that way. But of course, um, Europeans or uh, Brazilians are all in the un-Europeans deep down, right? So we all have descendants from Italy, Spain, Portugal, and everywhere. So of course, many um, Brazilians have within them also the European mentality, European culture, and European taste. Yeah. 
totally. And uh, being a great leader means also vulnerable. What are your greatest strengths and weaknesses, Sabine, if you want to <laughs> them online? Okay, so I think as strengths, I'm very... Um, I'm very determined. I don't give up. I'm very, very persistent. If I want something, trust me, I'll get it. I'll go anyway, anywhere to get it. I'm very, very determined and very passionate, um, positive. So I'm happy about what I do. Very inclusive, I, I have to say, you include all the people around you, which is an amazing skill to be a leader because it means... Yes. I like to be very inclusive. I like to invite people. I'm very caring in general. So that's yes. all good things. On uh, the bad side, I think I am very, very, very accelerated. I want things done my way. And if they are not done like quickly, I get very impatient. I am very stressed out. I take everything very personally for my work. So I'm constantly very stressed, I think. And I am very, what else? I am very, well, there's so many flaws that I'm trying to filter which ones to say. But I think I'm very stressed. I get, um, the fact that I'm very passionate, I get very involved. I think I have to, I'm very patient. I have to learn how to be more patient and understand that maybe some things come with time. Yeah. And I am very harsh with people at my work um i'm not a great boss sometimes <laughs> because i'm very well, stressed it's not easy to manage all these people so i'm sure they will understand yeah. you for a bit harsh it, it all comes from passion sometimes you can understand why they behave like this and you become harsh i suppose knowing you exactly but i try we try to improve every day yes yes right. oh i have a big flaw so i'm always late I try to think that I do, I can do everything. <laughs> you know that one. I think I can do everything. So I book a million meetings and then goes one, goes after on top of the other. And as a typical Brazilian, I'm always late. Okay. Um, thank you for telling us your weakness, <laughs> Sabine. So, and uh, as we know, the tech world is advancing, but our emotions are always getting close to our roots, to our past. So we have this big imbalance of between our emotions and our history, which is very traditional and full of passion. And then this tech world, which is coming so fast. So what do you think about this fashionable world in the metaverse world? People are selling their outfits online and people will never be able to use them unless it's not the avatar using it. Would you ever sell your pieces in the next future online uh, in the metaverse world? Are you scared about this? Uh, I think it's definitely scary. I couldn't say I would never do it, but for now it's definitely something that I don't plan on doing and I'm definitely scared. And I think we really have to pay attention with all the advances in technologies into what world we're, what direction we're heading. Yeah, it's quite uh, dangerous, I believe, because it becomes addictive uh, very fast, as we know, and uh, people can lose the beauty of the real things. So we must be very careful. And uh, yes, Sabine, so I was wondering if you were pro it or against, you still don't know. We never yeah, I still don't know, but it's not something that I'm pro right now. I'm still a bit um, hesitant regarding it. 
Yes, because all the, all the artisanal part of the, the brands is going to be lost. It's exactly. And to build online with the computers. So okay. what do you think of the, the collection in advance and on demand? Do you think it's a good idea for new uh, designers? For new yes, people? I think it's a great idea and it's something that we already doing it. Um, in terms of even what we were speaking about being eco-friendly, it's also great because if us designers can get to produce the pilots and then the client will be able to see one piece, like it, and then order it, it's much better actually. Financially speaking also, because then we don't have um, a lot, high levels of inventory so I think it's a model that maybe for the consumer is not so easy because as we said, they want things that are immediate. They want to see now, buy now, much rather than order it on demand. But I think that if it's an idea that we can implement in our consumers, it's actually a great move for fashion. Amazing. Amazing. So what's your next step? What, what, where are you going to sell next, uh, Savina? Tell us well, about- we have a couple of projects happening simultaneously. Um, we just currently launched the Four Seasons Dubai, so I'm very happy about that. When is it? We, Which are the dates? Yes. Um, when are you going? Oh, sorry? Which dates about this Dubai show? Oh, we just launched it um, three weeks ago. We are oh, already so there. Good. So if you go to the Four Seasons Dubai shop, we're I there. I thought it was about to happen. Okay, just happened three It months. just happened. Yeah. This summer in Italy, there are many new stores coming up. So you have to stay tuned. Some I cannot say. Yeah. And we have a very, very, very special project that I've been working on for basically since I opened the store, um, the brand. So two years ago of a very special brand um, store that will be selling here in London. Um, I cannot tell you which one it is, but I'll tell you it's one of the big three, like between Harold's, Suffrages, and Liberty. So wow. then from so next year on, you'll be able to find Sabinari's brand also there. And uh-huh. as soon as it's out, I'll tell you, I'll come here and personally tell you all about it. Amazing. And um, yeah, there are a couple of projects coming, uh, coming up and you have to stay tuned. Absolutely. So much creativity, Sabine. Thank you so much for this uh, uh, beautiful thank interview. Thank you for having me. It's going to inspire many women. That, uh, no, thank you for being guys. able to share a bit of my story with you guys. I'm very happy. Yes, uh, us too. Fashion is about uh, uh, it's pure love, expression, creativity, but it's also elegance. So let's say something regarding elegance, maybe to the women. Elegance is not being noticed, for example, is about being remembered. I love this. Do you agree with that? I agree 100%. Elegance is not necessarily about the labels you put on, but it's about um, being polite, being respectful, caring about the people around you, um, being well-educated. And I think that's the true elegance. There is, that's the best thing, the most important thing there is to, to have. That's how you are a true princess, let's put it that way. Yeah. That's how you are too, Sabine. That's why we love you so much. <laughs> let's, Thank you. Let's remember your website to our guests so they will look at it. Yes, it's www.sabineareas.com and our Instagram is Sabine Areas um, Brand. So at Sabine Areas Brand. Perfect. I will also Perfect. post on these names. See you yes. soon. Dear. See you soon. Thank you for having us. Big kiss. Bye. Bye.